Hello everyone and welcome to the Raw Sessions podcast. My name's Emmy and I'm a student worker at G2. Hi, my name's Adam. I'm the associate, one of the associate pastors and a former student worker at G2. You are indeed. And today we are chatting all about singleness. So we thought it would be a really good idea to just kind of chat about our context, where we've come from, um, on our relationship journeys, our singleness journeys. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to kick it off. Um, I... For, I didn't really think about relationships, honestly, until, well, teenage years, mm. and in my secondary school, I had all non-Christian friends, so it was just really normal to be like, ooh, where are all the fit boys, and all that yeah, sort of thing, yeah. like, flick your hair about. Um, I got into a relationship when I was in, like, year 10 for a few months that mm. didn't really account to anything, of course, because it was year 10, and I was really young, um, and then we broke up, I was single for a while then. Um, I actually got baptised in that like singleness period Mm. and totally found like Jesus properly, like started reading my Bible, Um, like just committed my life in loads of different ways to him. I moved countries at that time as well. Because of Jesus? Because of Jesus. You know what? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely because of Jesus. Um, You, tell me what? That was all Jesus. You? Personally, or like your family? I like our family. Oh, okay, like, it was classic yeah, okay. dad's job, but come oh, on, okay, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. I just saw this image of like 16 year old you being like, the Lord has called me, I'm just going. <laughs> I see the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Dallas. Yeah. I'm going to Dallas, that's where he's pointed out. It was definitely a Jesus thing. But the whole point of the whole yeah, Jesus yeah. thing in that was Jesus just showing me totally like what is right from wrong in like relationship stuff, but then also, I guess, just following him. Hmm. Um, and so I didn't really, I had this whole thing where. When I was in secondary school, my friends, um, we were all, everyone, whenever a guy walked in the room, all of us would be like, look at that guy. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was the noise that we make, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever made that noise, mm-hmm. stop making it. <laughs> yeah, please don't make that noise. That's the podcast for today. Yeah. Um, but I got to Texas and everyone, yeah. the whole like, no one really cares what anyone looks like. Like really, like you can mm-hmm. wear like sports gear all the time. And I guess that is cool there. But, like, I just realised, oh, that is such a different thing. Oh, it's a different way than I should be living. Yeah. Um, and so I just didn't really, like, notice boys. Or, like, didn't, mm. I didn't just, th- I just didn't think about relationships in the same way. I didn't see people in the same way. Mm-hmm. For, in, the, in a good way. Yeah. Um, and then I got to university and there was loads. There was Come loads at me, boys. Of- <laughs> no, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> But all of a sudden, there was loads of Christian guys everywhere yeah, yeah, that I yeah. never noticed before. Um, and so that was like a whole realisation of, God, everything you've taught me, stick. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting into my first, uh, my, like, my first proper relationship, mm-hmm. I'd call it, mm-hmm. in my first year. Um, he was a Christian, and we dated for about nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I got out of that relationship, which was really hard for me. Um, I basically just totally idolised the guy I was with, even though we both loved Jesus, we both idolised each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of the singleness period after that was like healing from that relationship and also figuring out what does a relationship look like. It's great. Um, and then the, the kind of, my, I'll, I'll preface it with this, my second relationship was in my third year, just for a few months. Um, at the end, but kind of in between, like processing the last relationship and then before that one, I just felt really content in singleness. It's mm, cool. And I felt like 
I didn't like intentionally say, oh, I'm going to spend this time yeah. single. Like I was like, if someone walks along, they walks along brilliant. But oh, I didn't say that right, but you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I'm not looking, and also I don't, I don't feel the need to look. Like yeah. I can see myself being single forever. You, you could say you were single, but you weren't ready to mingle. I. That is exactly what you could say. That yeah. is what you could say. Yeah. You're not wrong. You, as you're rolling it out today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got into another relationship when uh-huh. I was in third year. And then that ended, and now I am single. Um, which honestly, it feels different than the last time I'm single. It's yeah, been okay. it's been harder to be mm. single. Mm. Um, the contentment that I had before the last relationship is like one that I'm like, God, remind me what that looks like again. Mm. But that I know is real. Yeah. So I'm like actively trying to yeah, seek okay. that contentment again with Jesus. What about you, Adam? First of all, thank you so much for your honesty. Yeah. Like that's just okay. that was really. <laughs> refreshing and yeah vulnerable um, and the whole thing of contentment I think is something we're going to pick up quite a bit yeah. today um, so my story so I'm now married so I got married two, two years ago in 2018 um, and I actually married uh, I'd never been going out with someone before I started going out with the woman who's now my wife Sarah so we started going out in my second year of uni in 2015 that would have been wow. dating three and a half years got married the rest is history um, but I think in thinking about this podcast and singleness, I so I, I wasn't really in didn't really have much like primary school, early teenage years, like not for lack of trying, early teenage years. But I went to an all boys mm. school, so I had zero game. <laughs> I would say I probably had I probably had a negative game. Like I negative remember, like game. I was in an all boys school, but like we were like an all boys school with like three all girls schools all around oh, us. Really? So like like honestly in my second school I, I would say it was like a hunting ground like there were some wow. thirsty fellas at the school as you can expect <laughs> um, but I would so you'd be on like the bus and they'd be like go to schools on the bus but yeah. A and B didn't he couldn't do anything yeah. he was not he was not good with did the, you like have that moment when like a girl would say hi what's your name or something like that where you'd just be like huh, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 a little bit like that I used to, when I was like in year 8 my oh, mum no. had like written my name on the outside of my backpack. Oh, it's just no. a classic, God bless her, classic mum thing to do. But like, that that's not a suave move for the ladies to that have your name not. in your backpack. But um, at least they knew your name though. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. There you go. But um, but anyway, yeah. So I, and then I I think when I was sort of sixteen, seventeen, I remember sixteen, like properly trying it on with some girls and like Christian youth camps, classic and like church youth group. I remember like texting girls and like kind of messaging and like really enjoying mm-hmm. attention from girls and yeah. like really like I remember like really like not just in like a sense of my friend but in the sense of like I think I, I know I can kind of push this a bit flirt a bit mm-hmm. get a bit of affirmation from that um I remember this one girl I convinced her like to break up with her boyfriend because I was like I can't want to go out with this girl and then I was like actually you know what I can't be bothered to go with her so she broke <gasps> up with this fella so not okay and then if you're listening this fella whoever you are I'm so sorry <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's not good, is it? But the, that's lot, not. I kind of knew that wasn't good afterwards. I, I was yeah. like 16, and then I remember praying to Jesus. I was like, look, I really want to get to know you more, God. I really want to like devote myself to you. I just don't want like girls to be a thing. That's what I prayed, and that's what I focused on. And that's quite a weird thing to pray when you're 16, and all your mates are, yeah. uh, are horny fellas. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, I don't. I just don't want this. I'm like 21 for like five years. I just, I just don't want this. I don't want this. Mm. Um, and I actually met my wife when I was 21. Mm. So a girlfriend would have been obviously then. Um, yeah. It wasn't like an arranged marriage. Instant. 
Um, but and I've kind of, if I'm honest with you, I've not really thought about that much until this podcast, until thinking mm. about this. I've kind of been like, oh, actually, I kind of was like, you know, Jesus, let's intentionally go for this. And in those five years, I really grew up my faith. I would say I kind of mm. properly took on what it meant to be a Christian. Like you, I got baptised in that time. I um, started uni. I did a gap year, did all that classic Christian stuff, but um, mm-hmm. really owned my faith for its, for itself, really like personally knew what it meant to follow God, to know him, to walk with him. Yeah. Um, in that time um so i really really even though i'm now married i, I don't want that to like disqualify what i'm saying because i really have a value on singleness yeah. um and i really kind of want to get that across in this podcast and from the get-go sort of va- say mm. that and um we both want to talk about that yeah um so in that context what what do you MEC and kind of here in like the student world today what would you say and particularly i guess like yeah. the kind of the church bubble and church stuff that we're looking at yeah with that. You know, it's really funny. When I first came to university, I basically my parents didn't meet at university. They met like university age. Yeah. But I didn't realise that it was a thing that people came to university like actively being like, mm. this is where I'll meet my wife mm-hmm. or my husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was quite a shock to me when I first got into first year. Um, and that definitely like impacts how people see each other, how people make friends. Um, yeah, it, there's so many different things that people come into university with along the the kind of theme of relationships. One of them is like the whole like casual dating scene. Mm-hmm. Like when you get into university, everything's everywhere and you can like, <laughs> how many dating apps are there, Christian yeah, or non-Christian? Yeah, yeah. Like there's so many things to just meet people no matter what you're looking for um, to kind of distract yourself. Maybe it's from loneliness or maybe it's just from because you can. I don't know. Mm. Um, that's a whole thing. The amount of conversations I've had about dating apps recently is huge. Yeah. Um, what else? People come in with long distance relationships. People Mm -hmm. come in and never have been in a relationship. Every single person listening to this who's at uni, you will have that one person in your flat who's in a long term relationship and always gets so emotional, probably in like week three of term, week four of term. I just miss them so much. I love them so much. If you don't know who that person is, it's you. <laughs> well, says that is so funny. That is such a thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. But it's all you're right. It's all around you, isn't it? Yeah. So like, there's it's, so it, many different statuses. There's so many different motivations. Yeah, and, and it's it's talked about so much and like yeah, both in the sense of you know on a night out and like as we mm. talked about in episode one, like getting the people on a night out, things yeah. like that. But even just like you say like our friendships always have like mm. one of my mate one of someone I knew at uni used to use the phrase um friendships with potential no which which but like pe- I remember the time people thinking oh I kind of get that like because you're kind of like you're seeking a relationship for a friendship but I was like oh but that means you never have a value on friendship with no. someone who's who's of the opposite sex to you or whatever and that so I think that's quite interesting in the yeah. kind of context of like you say you're like you sort of mm. oh this could be something this could be something yeah. it means you're often second guess things like mm. I definitely think that in my first year house so like with people that weren't Christian they'd be like mm. always be a bit of tension because people mm. are like oh, I'm not sure do they like them do they like them yeah, should they get them that's so them? true and you yeah. see the same in like church and CU yeah. settings and um, I often think at uni people can quite quickly jump to liking someone and then mm. quite quickly be like I love them I'm going to yeah. marry them and you're like whoa yeah. whoa <laughs> like, totally yeah. yeah yeah it's such an intense environment and also the kind of like I say in the default setting is who can, who can I get with? Who can I be with? Who do I fancy? Mm. Or like, who do I prefer out of these two? Like, that sort of thing. This, yeah. That is just instant default because you live with these people or 
you you can choose where you spend your time like nothing mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think all of that is kind of almost like a quest for something mm. so and that's something that we want to think about we'll come back to the end of the podcast but mm. in in kind of seeking relationships and seeking kind of i guess um I don't know what the language would be. Encounters of people. You know, it's not just yeah. relationships. It's, it's like you say, it's dating people. It's like getting yeah. people hookups, that sort of thing. Um, the question I have for people, I'll ask people, is like, what are you seeking in that? So it's, yeah. are, you, are you seeking to kind of fill a hole? Are you seeking, like you say, to answer loneliness? Is it, mm. are you seeking contentment or meaning or fulfillment in that? Mm. Um, and that is a challenge, I think, to address and talk about, which is why we wouldn't just name that, don't we? We want yeah. to be like, actually, what is it that people are seeking behind this? And also, what does the Bible say about this? So yeah. What does the Bible say about singleness? Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually didn't really, again, in my first year, yeah. something about, I remember someone saying something about um, Paul in, the, in somewhere in the New Testament, says something yeah. about the advantage of singleness. And I just kind of kept that, I didn't research it, I didn't yeah, yeah, think yeah. about it, I just kept it in my mind and kind of, I guess like meditated on it for a few months. Pondered it. Pondered the meaning yes. of life hmm. in that Bible verse. Which is actually First Corinthians seven. Which, Ooh. if you want to go um, read that, it's definitely one to read. It's actually all about um, Paul addressing the church to do with marriage, and then um, if you're a widow or being not married. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of it comes back to like self control as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So he's completely speaking from his perspective, um, and he's single. And what he kind of says there's some commentary around it, mm. is that he has a gift in staying in self-control, um, yeah. which is his gift of singleness. Yeah. He's able to do that, therefore he does. And what he says to the church is that singleness is a gift because we can seek Jesus above everything else. Something that he had, like he says more specifically, is that the unmarried can spend time thinking what concerns Jesus how can I please Jesus Mm. whereas the married have to also think how do I please my husband my wife how can I think about what concerns them he says um what they have to think about what concerns the world whereas Mm -hmm. you can think of the kingdom of God Mm. and that is so true also married people should also be thinking about the kingdom of God it's provocative isn't it yeah it really is because I definitely don't think that in the church or outside the church is a way we like yeah. honour singleness mm. and value it as a as, as yeah. a kind of status as a as a calling like you say yeah. as, as Paul says yeah totally yeah so I think that's like the when it comes what you were just saying about um, the quest for something mm. or all all the different perspectives that we just named of what we see in uni culture. I don't think many people think about, oh, how does this impact my relationship? Or how can this be advantageous to my relationship with Jesus? Because that is what Paul's saying, is mm. it can be and it is. Oh, within singleness, do you mean? Within yeah, singleness, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that kind of, I guess, because you, know, you say sometimes the kind of the Christian narrative of uni. Because mm. so many people, like, particularly if you've grown up, so you've yeah. grown up in a church, maybe like you, your parents might have met at uni mm. or... You know, we've all got friends and family that have had that if you've yeah. grown up in the church. and So it can mean that you sometimes go to church, and go to church at uni or Christian context at uni and think, mm. this is where I'll meet my, the one, you know yeah. what I mean? whoever the one is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's thinking for actually, no, singleness is a gift. Yeah. And like, it, it is a gift from God, as Paul says. Mm. Um, and like I say, Paul was single, Jesus was single. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, the, yeah. the, the, the one perfect man ever. Yeah. We're single. Which, 
Someone was talking to me about this the other day. Mm. People used to get married 13, 14, and he, what, 31? How old is Jesus before he passed up until... (laughs) Day three. Day three. Yeah. So he was single in that time. That's a whole different context than being 21 in the church, which, yeah, it might feel like everyone's getting married or Mm. um, Christians get married young sort of thing. Like That's definitely a thing in university. It is mental, by the way, how how young Christians get married. It's it's basic because... I think a lot of the time it's because they're horny, let's be honest yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's kind of what Paul says, he talks about, totally, it's better for you, yeah. you know, to, to burn with passion, yeah. get married, burn with passion. Yeah. Um, people don't admit that, but as yeah. someone who got married, that's a thing, let me tell you that. <laughs> Self-control <laughs> is a thing. Yeah, that, that, you know what, I got real shocked when I was reading that earlier, because I was like, oh, it's totally focused around self-control. Yeah. Like how Paul's addressing it. And that is like one of the key Bible verses that points to singleness. And self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. So if you're walking with the Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is, yeah. you know, it's kind of abiding in you if you're abiding with yeah. Him, if that's sort of, you're growing in your relationship with Him and knowing more of Him, that will produce fruit. That will mm. produce the fruit of self-control that will help you in those situations and help you kind of yeah. own that, make the most of that. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it as like, when, so like if you see singleness as a gift, just like you see, like, I don't know, what else is a gift? Like hospitality is a gift or... There's always, with gift, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. And yeah, you have this gift, therefore, I am absolutely ideal. Yeah, yeah. Like, people who say, say like, oh, I have a gift of singleness. Like, Paul, for example, I'm sure he, like, felt lonely occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. he struggled with different things. He was a man, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see it as a gift, it's it just reworks, doesn't it? How you think, okay, how can I use Jesus? How can I depend on Jesus to bring me this strength? Mm-hmm. Which is totally mm-hmm. what he can do. Whereas, like, the students who I talk to sometimes will be like, oh, I'm holding for Jesus, I'm holding for Jesus. Oh, but also I'm dating all these people. Mm. And it's, like, a totally different thing of, like, addressing whatever their motivation is for that with Jesus. Yeah, and, and Paul says um, in Philippians, can, I, I've, I know what it is to be content Yeah. Um, in all circumstances, you know, rich, poor, hungry, fair doors and stuff. It's in knowing him who strengthens me and knowing Christ. Um, in me so it's that sense of like you say it might be an imperfect situation it might be something that's mm. um, it's hard work but I can be content in this I can find fulfilment in Jesus um, mm. and I think if you're if you're seeking contentment in relationships it's always gonna disappoint you yeah so like when I started going out with, with Sarah um, it, it didn't make my faith easier I didn't mm. suddenly feel better instantly yeah. like yes it's brilliant and yes, it's really good, but it's it's not like it's problems disappear. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you suddenly, okay, now I'm in a relationship, I've like ascended to a higher level of Christianity. Mm-hmm. and I'm know. superior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think sometimes we can feel like that when, yeah. when we're single and you can sort of idolise yeah. it. And like, yeah. I remember, that I always think about, um, I think Christians love love, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, we look at romantic love, we mm-hmm. look at relationships, we're like, oh, you guys are couple goals, oh, you're so amazing. And that's, there's, that is nice and we want to value, yeah. we want to honour couples and we want to give that time. But, when we're sort of putting that on a pedestal of like mm. these relationships is like hallelujah you know like this is where it all gets sorted out this is where yeah. it all gets fixed um, anyone that's been married longer than one week can tell you it brings up more problems you know what I mean it's like it, yeah. you are more exposed in that you're more yeah. exposed in relationship than you are single like mm. there's more stuff to work through in that mm. sense that you know so if you're single and you're thinking I just really want to get married I really want to get a boyfriend and get a girlfriend yeah. it, like it's not going to bring you automatic contentment no. like sorry not sorry it's also true of like 
like I guess secular world or non-Christian world yeah. is like I was I saw a meme the other day oh, yeah. and it, you know the whole thing I'm is so like, glad that we're now can this be a regular feature that we apply a meme, a meme to everything literally yeah, a meme to Jesus yeah you go um, and it was you know how like it's a thing to be like oh all, all my like school friends are married pregnant own homes like all the all the like markers of success for life yeah. and like, I earn this salary or like <laughs> blah 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 being in a relationship or married or having a child or mm. owning a home, they're all like markers of success. Yeah, I've got in, my life together. Yeah, 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 totally. Whereas, and so even if people are like in, Miss Independent, like, yeah, I'm so happy being single, they'll still like share that post. And I'm like, it just is like, it's ingrained into everything mm. to be like, mm. oh, I'm in a relationship and here's loads of pictures of me and my boyfriend and all that sort of thing. That is, it's like, it's just everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. This is this is where you will find success. Yeah. yeah, and and I think what do you think about people when they've sort of if people would say mm. you know no I am happy in my singleness yeah I'm content in my singleness, um, but now I've got to that point I'm ready for a relationship. Mm. I'm expecting for a relationship. What do you think about that? Oh, that's two different things. The whole expectant thing that like causes red flags in my mind yeah, okay. yeah like, listen so yeah I'll phrase it badly so yeah what do you think about people when they say I'm content and now I'm going to have a relationship yeah so now mm-hmm. uh, I've been single for so long mm-hmm. now Prince Charming is going to walk through that door yeah now Samson is going to come tear down oh, the pillars of my loneliness that's so Ruth funny. is going to come light my freshman floor <laughs> whatever biblical <laughs> reference you want to use that's so funny um I think when well yeah I think my next question would be why do you feel like you're ready like what's the mm what what in you is like this makes me ready for a relationship also it's like it's okay to say that you want a relationship like, yeah, there's yeah. nothing yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. with like we're not slating marriage or anything like that it's brilliant it's a gift from god as well um yeah i think i think the whole like so for example when you said um you were single for was it five years yeah and you prayed you want to get to know God. You focused on the getting to know God rather than I'm staying single. Yeah. I'm, I'm abstaining from a relationship. Yeah. And so I also imagine that you weren't like, God, I expect my wife to be waiting on my door. Yeah, yeah. On the she door better me. be a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Which luckily Sarah is. <laughs> <laughs> 11 out of 10, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I think there's like a, um, a kind of like idolatrous thing yeah. that can creep into it where yeah. it's like that sort of thing where we mm. almost make demands of God. We yeah. like expect God because it's like, I'm worshipping you and I'm giving my all to you. Mm. But... Yeah. so that I can get this yeah. so, rather than I just want you Jesus mm. I, you know we sung that song yeah. if you're a G2 City recently we just started singing that song nothing else like yeah. I just want you Jesus and nothing else yeah. nothing else yeah. um, but that's that's for me what I'd ask because I'm like yeah, okay. are you just like saying oh, I'm a bit bored in my relationship with Jesus or oh, Jesus mm. isn't fulfilling me in every way possible yeah, okay. which I'm like that's not that's not up to you. That's oh, like that's not like Jesus has cut the ties and he's like, yeah, I won't fill you in this way anymore. You need to find a relationship to find this. Hmm. Um, and I yeah. think yeah, like you say, it's not wrong to seek a relationship. It's not wrong no. to, to to kind of want that or desire that. And mm. but I would always want to know like, what's your heart in that? Yeah. Have you really thought through? Is this something which is like your feelings mm. are taking over your thoughts? Is this something where like um, you're thinking more through like a kind of I guess almost like a sexual desire sometimes yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like a romantic desire yeah. more than like a kind of genuine actually want to get to know this person better yeah. actually want to just seek Jesus and that's just this thing that I'm going for more than anything yeah. Um, yeah and I think sometimes people can kind of like find it like really stressful yeah seeking a relationship or find it really stressful the, con- mm. the, the kind of context of getting in yeah. a relationship 
Um, well, you were saying something like you, you heard a talk recently, didn't you, about that? It was it was an interesting point. I mean, I've set you up, but you. I totally don't know what you mean. What I set you up well, and you just absolutely bored it. What do you mean? You said about uh, the Jeff Befke stuff. Oh yes. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. So I was oh, listening. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to um, a little like mini sermon by is it Jefferson Bethke or Bethke? Help me out here. Uh, Bethke, Bethke. If, you, if you're listening, tell us because I actually don't know. <laughs> Jefferson, we love you. <laughs> no, all people that listen and know who. Jefferson, oh, that too, that too. Bethke, Bethke. Bethke. Oh, that, you know what? That that could distract us. Sorry. No, it's okay. I was, I was listening, listening to, to Jeff. I was listening to Mr. Jeff. Mr. Jeff. And he was kind of like just giving a rundown on all these different things to do with singleness. And mm. also he was like kind of directly talking to the church body as a body to look after single people as well. That's cool. So he was talking about like um, the whole lie of like when he, he was saying that like he imagines like a grandma walking up to a young person like like shaking their cheeks and being like, don't worry, when you're totally content in Jesus, then Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Yeah. Perfect will walk through the door. Prince Charming will arrive. Ooh. And and Jefferson's like, let's look at the stats here. Does anyone know when that's happened? And he's like, nope, that is so not true. I don't, I, well, I don't know any time that that's happened Yeah. Um, in, in exactly that perfect order. But then he's also talking about like the feeling, the angst or the burden of finding a partner. Mm. Um. Because it is there, and he honestly, I think lots of people will talk about this, but be like, "Oh, you're just not fulfilled in Jesus, so go mm-hmm. sort that issue out." But yeah. then not talk about what what that issue is, how to help with it, anything to do with that. And what he actually just says is, "It's a God given desire to have in, to have intimacy with another person or with uh-huh. multiple people." And I don't mean like sexually; I don't mean physically. Yeah. Um, although that as well, also like. In friendships, like, do yeah, you have intimacy cute. and depth in your emotional um, conversations, for example? Or, like, are you sharing your mental well-being? Like, mm. whatever it is that's vulnerable, that's where intimacy is created. Mm. Which, ultimately, we get to have with Jesus, and that's the perfect intimate being, I guess, to have it with. Mm. But also, like, we should be having this with more people than just a romantic partner. Like, it's not like yeah. when you're, you find a romantic partner, that's when you throw everything into it. It should be practiced and also like sewn into much before that. Yeah, I think you're bang on. I think intimacy is a really important mm. word in this conversation because I think yeah, um, I would say intimacy is like like you say it's quite highly like romanticized, sexualized. Yeah. Like that's only with you know. It's like a taboo word. Like when yeah. you say intimacy, I said intimacy with Jesus to someone recently, and they like flinched and cringed, mm. and I was mm. like. That's what that word is not tied to sexual conversation, like not at all. Should we should we get the dictionary definition of intimacy? Yeah, out? go on then. Would that be helpful? Yeah. To kind of if, add to this conversation. If um the dictionary has sexualized it, that's when I got an issue. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so intimate intimacy, um, close familiarity or friendship. Oh wow. Okay. So, it's that kind of thing thing of you know like it, it should be something which yeah here we go means deeply knowing someone and mm. feeling deeply known by them. Um, wow. That is something you should desire in romantic relationships. Yeah. But that is something that you 100% want in your friendships. Totally. And with Jesus. Yeah. You want to, like, ultimately he is going to be the one, Jesus mm. is going to be the one who most deeply knows the desires of mm. our heart, most deeply knows us, gracious, needs to come in our mother's womb, most deep, you know, and wants to us to know him. Yeah. Um, in terms of the friendship conversation, mm. um, I... 
I think people should pursue friendships mm. and deep, life-giving, strengthening friendships as much, if not more, than romantic relationships. Because yeah. you need, like, for me to have, like, survived my relationship with Sarah, for me to have, like, grown in that, yeah. I really needed friendship. I really mm. need to talk to her mates about it. I really needed their advice, mm. their support, their prayer. Um, and it's the same now I'm married. I, mm. I, you know, I, I still I still need friends. I still want friends. I still, yeah. you know, want to live yeah. life in community. That's what we're called to yeah. do as Christians, you know. Yeah. Um, and that is really important, I think. Mm. Um, I think for us as, as a married couple, we've also seen it as something where we don't just want to be friends with married couples because yeah. there's sometimes going to be that thing of, like I sent you before we went on air, I was like, nothing wrong with double dates, but sometimes it just like annoys me a bit. Because <laughs> like, couples hanging out all the time it's like everything, everything's amazing when you're a couple everything is awesome yeah um, but you shouldn't differentiate who your friends are based on if, what their relationship status is yeah uh, and like also if you're single like don't feel afraid of hanging out with other couples no like that, 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 so like like let me just banish to hell the phrase <laughs> third wheel yeah on, honest, honestly <laughs> I absolutely That's despise so I'm, funny. I'm, I despise that phrase because that is saying that is devaluing someone in a friendship context. Yeah. That is saying that you are intruding upon a couple's time. Like yeah. maybe there will be times where you are intruding, <laughs> but that is like probably not. Most yeah. of the time, not. Most of the time, they actually genuinely want to be your friend. Yeah. Y- you should want to be their friend. Like I think mm-hmm. there's, I think that's an awful mm-hmm. concept. Third wheel because it is, yeah. it's implying that you are not enough because you're mm-hmm. single. You are getting in the way of a, of a couple who's going out or whatever because you're yeah. single. No, no, no. To hell with it. To to hell with it. You didn't see the finger point that happened with that. Sorry. He's passionate, y'all. No, I completely second that. Like, as a single person who has so many, like, friends who are, like... You've got so many friends, I have so many friends. I'm so popular. Sorry, sorry. No, who has friends who are also single or are in a relationship or engaged or married... It, it like there's so many benefits of being friends with first of all both people involved in that relationship it's also healthy for you to be um but just seeing that as friendships because it are and also that is deeper friendship because you're getting to spend time like even like seeing my like married or like relationship up friends arguing mm. that's like i'm like oh we're friends now do you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like, yeah. that's where you get to just be in life with people because that is what it's about ultimately. that's really good that's really yeah. good yeah mm. um i think it's worth saying as well like we the kind of i think marriage mm. and potentially even friendship we'll probably try and do one of these podcasts on at some point i think so i think it'd be pretty good yeah. content totally. i think it's a good conversation <laughs> to have it's a pretty good content that we <laughs> hold on it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah well the bible holds on it there we go yeah there, there we, we go. go yeah 100 um, percent. have we got some questions for our our friends yeah just to kind of help you again reflect on mm. the different thoughts that you might have had. Obviously, skip back since it's a podcast. Um, the first question is: Do you believe you can live a full life while single? Great. Uh, second question: If you're single but you're actively seeking not to be, why is that? And whether your relationship status is in one or not, are you being faithful and obedient to God? Wonderful. Great. That is the end of our chat right now. However, hopefully the start of many more with you guys. Um, So please keep chatting to us about all this. We've loved hearing your feedback from the last one. And we're definitely going to be carrying on with these conversations in the future. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening.